Welcome to IPE 10 by 10. This episode is gonna run just a couple of minutes long because we have an excellent guest in Dr. Zach Weber. Zach is the Assistant Dean of Education at the Indiana University Interprofessional Practice and Education Center. He's also the Director of IPE for Purdue University's College of Pharma, where he also works as a clinical associate professor. Dr. Weber is a very busy guy and things got even busier for him during this pandemic when he had to take IUIPE's teach curriculum from in-person to a virtual setting. And we're gonna talk to him about that a little bit later. Before we do, we need to add some background to Dr. Weber's story. And we're gonna do that by pointing out Indiana University and Purdue University. Dr. Weber's two employers are historic athletic rivals. So Dr. Weber is in a unique position where he's working between two of Indiana's biggest rival schools. We're going to kick off this interview by asking him what it's like being a Purdue guy also working for Indiana University. From an academic standpoint, it's, it's a bit of a different uh, consideration than what many people see related to athletics. Um, so Purdue and IU, as an example, on the academic front, collaborate very closely um, on, on many on many projects and, you know, and many different things across the two institutions. You know, so, for example, when it, when it comes to health sciences, Obviously, Indiana University has a huge medical school as well as other health science programs, but one big gap that they have is in pharmacy. That being said, Purdue University has a nationally ranked pharmacy school as well, but of course, they don't have a school of medicine or some of the other health science programs that IU has. And so that right there, at least in terms of medicine and health sciences, makes for a natural opportunity for them to collaborate on, on different projects. So let's go ahead and I'm going to have you talk a bit about what your professional position is with us and what you do for us. Can you tell me? Sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I serve as the assistant dean for education. And so what that primarily does um, in the IPE center is allows me to really oversee many of the educational opportunities that we have and that we coordinate uh, within the center. Uh, notably, we have a, a longitudinal IPE curriculum that's called the TEACH curriculum that is actually deployed on all nine IU campuses across the state of Indiana. And it provides a bit of a sequential and standardized training opportunity in IPE for health science learners on all of those campuses. Um, and that includes the West Lafayette campus in Purdue, basically any of the campuses where an IU School of Medicine is located. And so I help oversee the, the actual content that is developed and, and part of, of that sequential IPE sequence. Um, and then I also oversee other educational opportunities that we have. Um, another big one that I'm part of is the Precision Health Grand Challenge. Um, that's through Indiana University. Uh, the IPE Center is working on some educational content and modules for an interdisciplinary audience that is actually under the education pillar as part of the Grand Challenge. Um, and so again, I help oversee that. Uh, so really any of the educational content um, that we try to deliver through the center is, is pretty much where I spend most of my time. What makes certain content useful, other content not as useful? What's your process here? How do you decide what to move forward with? Sure, so it's, it, it's a bit of a stepwise process. You know, one, so we wanna make sure that we progress the students from what we call exposure level events, where we just simply introduce them to, you know, different concepts, knowledge, skills, attitudes, things that are really important that they need to know when they have opportunities to work with other healthcare disciplines. Then we move them into what we call immersion level events and take some of those skills and knowledge and give them an opportunity to apply that in a very safe, simulated practice clinical setting 
And then ultimately, we want them to use those experiences in a legitimate clinical practice setting when they're out on clinical rotations. And so that's kind of the first process that we think about um, when we develop these activities is want to make sure we structure them in such a way that we can progress the students' knowledge, skills, attitudes, abilities, all of those. We want them to progress over the training that the students have within their respective programs. And then, of course, the second important piece of that is by nature in a professional education is collaborative. Um, and so once we kind of figure out that trajectory that we want the students to follow over the course of their training, then we bring in partners from all of the different programs that participate in this TEACH curriculum. And so we'll bring in faculty member and other partners um, to come in from different programs to provide input to make sure that the activities that we're having the students participate in are as representative as possible of a real life clinical practice setting and, a, and as inclusive as possible of all of the different healthcare professions that we have participating in these events. And this isn't challenging at all, is it? No, no, not challenging at all. There's only a couple of moving parts we have to navigate. Yeah, it, it, it does sound like a very difficult thing. What are some of the challenges in dealing with partnering schools? Obviously, you're from a school different than IU. You're from Purdue. You have to navigate some sort of waters, right, to keep this partnership moving. How do you do that? What are the challenges? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest challenge, of course, is that, you know, everybody's busy, right? And, and everybody's curriculum is full of the content that is specific to their discipline. Um, and everybody agrees that teaching our students how to effectively work with other healthcare professionals is extremely important. But the problem is, is we're never asked to teach anything less in our own curriculum, let alone figuring out how to include in a professional curricula and other co-curricular activities within the constraints of, of a typical academic semester or a typical academic schedule that you would have. And so the logistic challenges of just finding time to bring learners and faculty together in the same place at the same time or even online at the same time. Um, is certainly the number one challenge. Um, you know, another, and another big challenge related to that is, you know, different programs have different priorities for interprofessional education within their discipline. And so obviously faculty, you know, rightfully spend their time on the things that are most important within their professional career and within their professional program. And so, you know, there's different faculty and different programs that might allocate more time than others towards IPE-related activities or things that might be a little bit outside of their own discipline or their own program. And so just balancing some of the competing responsibilities that we all have within our own program, as well as the scheduling logistics that we all have within busy curricula, and being able to bring all of our students and faculty together at the same time certainly represents one of the, one of the biggest challenges we have. Yeah, uh, it does. Just sitting in the office back when we used to do that, I would sit in amazement some days watching our coordinators just, you know, try to get all the little moving pieces together. It seems like a very difficult part of the equation. Yeah, it very much is. And, you know, and, and at this point, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest things we've tried to do, which is, which is very unusual in academia, is we have to plan these types of experiences as much as two years out just to be able to get time in everybody's schedule that might coincide together. Um, and, and that is even beyond what we typically would have the ability to even schedule space um, for. And so there's always these special exceptions and these different things that we've had to do just to try to make it work when you're dealing with so many different people and different programs. Right. And speaking of all these different programs, it would be a mistake to not ask you, since you are in the unique position of working for two colleges, could you give me an idea, maybe describe the evolution of the relationship between IU and Purdue with regards to interprofessional collaboration? 
Yeah, so so obviously my my role as a bit of a liaison between the two institutions was was kind of the initial piece to that. Um, and really what that meant is, is I had an opportunity to, to kind of learn and explore what types of, of IPE opportunities were happening at IU. And then, of course, to explore what types of opportunities could our students at Purdue within the College of Pharmacy have to kind of be integrated and embedded within those opportunities. Um, and so one thing that, that happened in 2017 is, is that the College of Pharmacy became a, a formal partner with the IUIPE Center. And that, that partnership was a really critical step because what it did is it allowed us to then basically commit to allow our students to participate in the teach curriculum events and these large scale statewide IPE events. And so then again, on the Purdue side, what that allowed us to do is to begin to identify how could we then implement these IPE events within our curriculum? It, it placed a priority on implementing these events within our curriculum as well. So that partnership that happened in late 2017 between the College of Pharmacy and the IPE Center was a, re was a really critical step and again, placed a priority on, on what then we had the opportunity to do in the College of Pharmacy. And so because we had committed to that partnership, then it was easier for me to go back to the College of Pharmacy as the director of IPE and say, okay, now we have a priority for placing our students into these events. How can we manage the, the logistics on our end of how to make that happen? I'm sure that did make that easier. You know, it's having an inside man really is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it is. And, and you know, working it across two institutions sometimes can make things a little bit difficult. But as you just described, it can actually make things better when you can have your hands in, on both sides of it and be able to understand kind of the behind the scenes workings and what could make things work in terms of allowing our students at Purdue to be integrated into these events, and while also having an understanding of what, of what is happening at IU, which if I didn't have my position at IU, I, I would still be very peripheral to all of that and wouldn't have the level of understanding that I do now. All right. I want to end this by asking you the same question that we've asked everyone we've interviewed. Where do you see interprofessional practice education going in the future? Yeah, so I think, you know, like, like most of education is right now, I think ultimately we, it, it'll become a bit of a hybrid of, of what it was before. Um, again, I think that there's a lot of advantages that we have by moving things online. And so I think there's a lot of things that can be achieved in that environment in terms of being able to take advantage of maybe some asynchronous schedules, connecting people via distance, and providing some very fundamental concepts that can probably be learned just as good in that online space. But as I mentioned before, I, I, that, that in-person, that face-to-face -face interaction is something that I think is, is very clearly missing um, from the online space. And so when we have the opportunity to reconnect in person in a safe manner, then I think there are certainly opportunities within IPE to do that, um, whether it be in, in simulated environments, whether it be in clinical practice environments. And I think that maybe some of the, the skills and baseline knowledge pieces that can be taught in an online space early in a, in a student's education can then be applied and should be applied in kind of in-person, in-clinical practice settings later in, in their training. So I think it'll become a bit of a hybrid in that manner. Now, that being said, obviously telehealth is something that is growing in, in healthcare and obviously has grown significantly since, you know, some of the COVID restrictions that have been in place. And so that is another bit of a unique thing that I think we can do in IPE is we can kind of take advantage of some of the, the restrictions that we have right now to teach our students how to effectively interact via telehealth recognizing that when they get into clinical practice, it's, it's very likely that a percentage of them are going to go into positions where telehealth may be part of that. So I think that's gonna be another opportunity is teaching them how to collaborate with other healthcare professionals, you know, via telehealth, via distance. And so I think ultimately, you know, interprofessional practice and education will likely be a hybrid going forward between some opportunities 
baseline skills and knowledge that can be achieved online, but then it, you really can't replace those you know, legitimate in-person clinical practice experiences that will be so critical when you start putting the different learners and professions together. That is it. My thanks to Dr. Weber for taking the time to Zoom with me, not once, but twice. There were technical issues, so we had to do this interview twice. Many thanks to you, Zach, and also thank you to all of you for listening to this episode of IPE 10 by 10. It's been a presentation of the Indiana University Interprofessional Practice and Education Center and is produced by Alex Buchanan and myself, Dave Plow. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.